God's promise over my life is sure. His word concerning me is settled forever in heaven. Though my beginning was small, yet my latter end would increase abundantly. God increases my greatness and comforts me on every side. The Lord increases me more and more, me and my family. These are your greater wakes. There is a release of greater blessing for us. It's a new season and God has made room for me. It's my time to shine and I'm increasing on all sides. I've stepped into my promised land, a land of good and large and flowing with God's blessings, the blessings of a closer walk with God, the financial blessings of debt freedom and surplus, the blessing of good health and a good marriage, the blessing of academic excellence and a good job. My life is moving forward and upward. It's getting better and better every day and in every way. My life is shining brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. The Lord teaches me to profit and leads me the way I should go. My gates are open continually, never to be shut by day nor by night, that the wealth of the nation shall come to me. I am blessed and my blessings is of the Lord. I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Let's say it seven times. I am blessed and highly favored. Number two, I am blessed and highly favored. Three, I am blessed and say like you mean it. I am blessed and highly slap somebody and say this time. I am blessed and highly punch an person and say it. I am blessed and highly. Now hit yourself and say it to yourself. I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Give the Lord a hand and a shout of praise. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Almighty God, we want to thank you and bless your holy name. The entrance of your word brings light and illumination. We pray that this morning you come and teach us your word, line upon line, precept upon precept. Let your grace and your glory become our portion. In Jesus' precious name, everybody say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Give God a hand of praise, somebody. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching on... Uh, okay, you know what? Uh, gatekeepers, you're wonderful. Uh, let's let's give the people grace for today. Uh, uh, let's give them grace for today. Uh, hallelujah! But clap for them. They have done. It. They are doing their work very well. Hallelujah! God bless you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm continuing my teaching on. How to hear the voice of God. Are you enjoying it? Okay. I started by saying that God created us in his own image and likeness. And since God is, I mean, God is a spirit. He created us as spirit beings. Because the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, he said in Genesis 1, he said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. And uh, in 1 Thessalonians, the Bible says that... Man is three-dimensional. Man is a spirit. He possesses a soul and dwells in a body. Okay, so it's Paul said, I pray that you, the very God of peace sanctify you holy and that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. Now, when man sinned, when God created man, man had an interaction with God. Man was being able to talk to God. But when... Uh, when man sinned, man was driven out, away from the presence of God. So the spirit of man died. And since the spirit of man died, 
then he could not hear from the Spirit of God. Are you following me? Yeah, because it's, it is man's spirit that communicates with God. But that spirit was dead. And since that spirit was dead, it means that it could know more. Anything that is dead cannot respond to life. So when the spirit of God was even, would, because of man's sin, man's sin became, the uh, spirit became dead. And the Bible says in Isaiah 59, too, that your sin has brought about a separation. Our sin brought about a separation between us and God, and so we could not hear from God. God would not speak to us. But because God is a loving God and a compassionate God, he decided to reconnect to us, and the way he, he started by doing that was to choose certain special vessels to use as medium of betweenness to speak to us, and those were known as prophets. His spirit will come upon them. His spirit was not in them. His spirit will come upon them, and then they, God will speak through them. So they were like linguists. Now, a linguist doesn't speak unless the chief has spoken. The linguist only speaks what the chief or the king is saying. So they could not say anything unless God had spoken. Now, when Jesus came, so for generations, God had to use these people that his spirit would come upon them and speak through them. When Jesus came, he became the propitiation for our sins. Because God was, we are sinned, God was angry with us. But Jesus, Jesus shed his precious blood to be an atonement for our sins, to cleanse us from our sins, to take away the barricade. And since the barricade was taken away, now God could communicate with us directly. Amen. God could communicate with us directly. God will come and stay in us. So when the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And remember when Jesus, before Jesus left, he said that I will send, uh, I'm going to go to the Father, but I will send you another comforter. John chapter 14, 15 to 17. He promised us the Holy Spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit for a person to be born again. So anybody who is born again has the Holy Spirit in him. Say, I will pray the Father. I will pray the Father. That means that Jesus talks to the Father. I pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter, another helper. Please, you guys look for the New King James Version and program it. That he may abide with you forever. So the believer has the Holy Spirit what? Abiding with him forever. He shall give you the comforter. And I pray that for he will give you another helper. The Holy Spirit is a helper. Amen? That he may abide with you forever. Verse 15 and 16. And he says that the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. So you see that the Holy Spirit, the world cannot what? Receive the Holy Spirit because their spirit man is dead. So a worldly person cannot hear from the spirit of God. He cannot hear the direction of God. It's like you go to a foreign language, I mean a foreign land, and when somebody is speaking German to you or speaking French to you that you don't understand, I mean once you don't understand it, when he speaks to you, it's like you are dead to French. You don't understand it. Amen? 
Good. So unspiritual people cannot receive from the Spirit of God. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. The unbeliever does not know the Spirit of God. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. That was before Jesus left. He will be in you. So when Jesus left, now, and he sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 1, verse, you know, 4 to 6, the Bible says that on the day of Pentecost, there was a mighty rushing wind, and the Spirit of God came upon them. Is that right? And settled upon each one of them. And so after that, from the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit has come to dwell in us. Amen. And since he's a person, when a person is anywhere, he speaks. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He's not an, he, he's, he's not an inanimate being. He's a, he's a personality. And every personality speaks. And that is why 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 and 27, let's quickly look at it. I'm only trying to introduce something to you and then we'll get into what we want to be done. But you have an anointing. So say you have an anointing from the Holy One. Hallelujah. So the, uh, when you become born again, you have an anointing. Everybody has a certain measure of anointing that you need to stir up. The anointing is a supernatural workings of God in your life. And you know all things. So by the anointing, you begin to know all things. How do you begin to know all things? Verse 27, by he teaching you. 27. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. The Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament days, the Spirit of God will come upon them. Was not abiding in them, but upon them. But for us in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit abides in us. Amen? Amen. Abides in you. The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And you do not need that anyone teach you. It doesn't mean you don't need a pastor to preach the word of God to you or whatever. But what it means is that to teach, a, a teacher speaks. So it means that the Holy Spirit inside of you will be speaking to you. Amen? But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit teaches. That's what the Holy Spirit teaches. How does he teach you? Or how does he minister to you? He ministers to you by speaking. Someone say, speaking. Amen. Have you got it up to this point? Okay, so it means that everybody here born again, you have the Spirit of God. Tell somebody, you got the Spirit of God. Okay. Now, the Bible says, if you've got the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God in you, then it is important that you'll be able to recognize the Spirit of God so that the Spirit of God can direct your life. Amen? I believe that is the greater desire of any serious Christian. In fact, everybody wants to know the future. And that's the reason why people go and consult occultists, astrologers, and all kinds of people. They want to know their tomorrow. They want to know their future. How are things going to become like? But for the Christian... The way to know your future and to relate with God is through his word and through his spirit. Someone say his word and his spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 10. Now, 
God is going to, you are going to hear voices. There are many voices. Someone say voices. <coughs> Sorry. Can you do King James for me? There are, as it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without what? Signification. Hallelujah. There are many voices in the world. None is without signification. That means that there are many kinds of voices, but everyone is significant. Someone say, many voices. Good. But for the believer, the believer, the believer must be careful as to the kind of voices that are around. The believer is ministered to by the Holy Spirit. Amen. The believer is ministered to by the Holy Spirit. Every true Christian must be led by the Spirit of God. Romans 8.14 There are many voices, but the voice that must lead you must be the voice of the Holy Spirit. So say the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I will let you know the many kinds of voices that are available. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So the sons of God must be led or ruled or governed. The word led means to be ruled. If somebody is leading you, it means he's ruling you. He's governing you. So the sons of God or the children of God must be led, must be ruled. Not by astrologers. Not by their mindsets. Not by circumstances. But they must be led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. As we've said already, in the Old Testament days, the prophet were the one who seemed to know the will of God. Um, because the Spirit of God was not just given to anyone or everyone. They, the Spirit of God came upon them, used them. But in the New Testament, the Spirit of God is upon every believer. Hallelujah. That's why in John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Now, sheep, every sheepfold knows the voice of a shepherd. There was one time, there was a certain experiment that was done. A, a number of shepherds took their sheep to, uh, for grazing. You know, a huge place where they were feeding. Then towards the evening, one man came and did some sound. The interesting thing is that all the sheep that belonged to him, they all came around and they started following him. My sheep hear my voice and they follow him. It means that the, every sheep must learn to follow the shepherd. And the Bible says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Psalm 23. So it means that you should be able to know, you should be able to distinguish. See, there were other shepherds, and the other shepherds who were calling their sheep, but the sheep didn't follow an unknown shepherd. They followed the true shepherd that they have. So there will be many voices in this world, but you've got to learn to follow the true shepherd. But you can only follow the true shepherd when you know his voice. So I'm going to show you many voices that are going to are going to be influencing you. Amen? Amen? Number one, we have the voice of God. There are many types of voices in the world. And all are, will try to influence you, so watch it. The voice of God. Number two, the voice of the flesh. 
Number three, the voice of the mind. Number four, the voice of the devil. Number five, the voice of a prophet. Six, voice of a pastor. Seven, the voice of your friends. Eight, the voice of, your, of parents. Nine, the voice of your spirit. Ten, the voice of your spouse. The voice, eleven, the voice of circumstances. And twelve, the voice of your own will. All these voices, as well as some others, these are not the, oh, they, they will probably be in operation in your life. And you may be influenced by more or less these voices. Amen? Yeah, they're going to be following you. There's a, there are many people who take certain decisions and they say that they think that it's the spirit of God or whatever. But you can see that it's either the voice of their flesh. The vo eh? Yeah. The truth is that when you see a very striking woman, a young man, he sees woman with wonderful face, speaks nice English or whatever, they're walking and all those things. And you see an average looking woman or whatever. Uh, Okoro, which one would you want to go and choose? Huh? Yes, and that lady comes, drives a nice car, drives this, and he likes you, and then she looks pretty sophisticated, and he you know, comes around and you know, makes certain gestures towards you, and, all the, and the one who's average, sister, which one? You will see that, you say, oh Lord, which one? But in your mind, you know that Charlie, this one who comes from America, who looks very nice and sophisticated, I think that it will be a good order. But that may not be it. I hope you are getting me. You see, there was this donkey that went on a journey. And uh, having him back on a journey, at the close of the journey, he was very tired. And he was a Christian donkey. Yeah, a Christian donkey. Yeah. And then, uh, at the tail end of his journey, he saw two hay stacks, one to the extreme left and one to the extreme right. And uh, he needed to go to one of the hay stacks to go and eat the hay. And being a Christian as he was, he prayed, said, Lord, which one of them should I go to? But apparently, one of the haystacks had water. The one to the right had water. By it. Where do you think he would go to? He would obviously go to the right one. So as he was praying, circumstance was leading him that go to the right one. But the one led by the Spirit of God will not be led by the circumstance, but will be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because maybe... The one with the, where the water was, there could be something else that could be harmful. So for the Christian, you have to, you do not move by your feelings. You do not move by just what is coming into your mind. You do not move by, is that right? You must move. Said, I had a certain circumstance to go and stay at the university. He came and said, we are putting you, Anna, 
and take you out. And I said, help me as well. And it sounded funny to them. You have the opportunity to go and stay outside the country at that time. You are not going to, when many students, at that time, many students were doing consult, special correspondence, to be able to go. Some, some set up their own secondary school. And they had their own headmaster among the students. Yeah, so you are the, you are the headmaster, mistress. You are a, 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 a school secretary. You are this, you are that, you are that. They have their letterheads and everything. And they write to foreign schools and prepare great. Oh, yeah, they do that. People do things, so. Yeah. To get there. And then here you are. They are coming for you. Everything. I wasn't going to play, pay plane ticket. Nothing. And I said, I wouldn't go. See, so, they didn't understand me. Circum circumstantially, I was supposed to go. When we were looking at feelings, going to, out there at that time, in, in Ghana, life was going to be better there. But I said I was going to go. And guess what? These guys who were going to come in to pick me were not committed Christians. They were, even in, they were doing drugs. Later on, I found out that. So my life could have moved in a certain kind of direction. So who you follow? Hello? Are you listening to me? Who you follow? Who is your friend? Who have you been listening to? Will determine the direction of your life. And sometimes, certain directions are irreversible. There are certain decisions that when you take them, it will destroy your life totally. And that's the reason why, what I'm teaching is very important to me. This topic is very, very, whether you are going to be successful in life or not. In fact, whether you even die early or not, depends on this message. Because if you don't follow the voice of God, you can die before your time. Hello? There are some of us, there are things we have to do. If you don't do them, if you don't do what God is telling you to do, God will say that your relevance on earth is unimportant. Leave. Die. There are many people who have died before their time. I don't have much time to get into that. Amen? So if you don't want to die before your time, and you don't want to get into certain kinds of situations, you must follow the word of God. Is somebody like uh, Papa Hagen, Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth Hagin, God called him to be a, a prophet first before a, a teacher. But he, he seemed to like, in fact, he actually even got into pastoring. When God didn't lead him, God didn't want him to be a pastor. At the point that God said, you don't, be, you don't have to be a pastor. You have to be a prophet. And he was putting the teaching ministry ahead of his prophetic ministry. And then God gave him, he, he, he was opened up to a certain kind of spiritual attack. Yes. It affected a part of his body. Till he started following God. He changed, he switched over. So following the voice of God is very, very important. Some of you that God will be nudging you. Do this in church. Go, no, do that. Do that. And you hold on and say, my, my husband, my wife, my children, my whatever. Careful. Amen? Yeah. Careful. Tell somebody, careful. Mm. So, you can be led by circumstances, but may you not be led by circumstances. I didn't have an amen. Okay. Now, we are primarily led by the word of God. So, anytime you are reading the Bible, God is speaking to you. 
Hello? He speaks to you in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 to 10, to pay your tithes. Bring you all the tithes in the storehouse. He tells you, I am holy, so be holy. Is that not it? Without holiness, no one can see God. So that one, you may not need an audible voice, you may not whatever. God is speaking to you, please. And if I am in this church, be holy. Amen. Amen. Anybody who is doing anything for God, be holy. You see, in the Old Testament days, the Bible says that the vessels were consecrated. The vessels were separated. If you're a vessel of God, you must be separated unto God. One, one, one king who went to the house of God and tried to take some of the vessels, and as he took the vessels to eat from it, he, he saw a handwriting, mene, mene, teke, ufasin. you have been put on the balances, you've been found wanting. If you are a Christian, keep yourself holy. Especially if you do minister in the house of God. Amen? Don't go and do boyfriend, girlfriend. Don't go and co commit fornication, immorality, and go. It will destroy you. Amen? It will destroy you. And uh, most of us are young people and sometimes we are in tune with this. If you, have, if, you are, if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you, you intend to marry, you are not, you are not married yet. And because you are not married yet, you do not have a license to have sex. You didn't have, you didn't say amen. Yeah. Or oh, you want to have sex. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you do not have, do, and don't tell me that everybody is doing it. So you have to, do. you are not everybody. Amen. Yeah, the temptation is there. That is why the word of God must be there. That is, that's why we have the word of God. Amen. The word of God tells you don't be a brawler, don't be a fighter, don't be a gossiper, don't be all those kinds of things, they are there. Then the, the Lord also speaks to you through the Holy Spirit. So it's a through the Holy Spirit. We have read that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, every human being is three-dimensional. He's a spirit, he possesses a soul and dwells in a body. Is that right? Good. It means that God. The Holy Spirit also speaks to your spirit. This is very important. That's the main thing we are doing for today. The Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit. He will speak to your soul, which is your mind, and the Holy Spirit will speak to your body. Write it. The Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. He speaks to your soul, and he speaks to your body. Madam, you didn't write it. I said, write it. After the service, I call somebody to come and share what I... Uh, so... The Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. And I'm going to teach you how he speaks to your spirit. He speaks to your soul. And he speaks to your body. Amen. Okay. So the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit is the most important voice that we need. You need the voice of the Holy Spirit more than any other voice. And remember Jesus said that he will send us the Holy Spirit to guide us. Hallelujah. May you be guided by the Holy Spirit. You didn't hear me? I said, may you be guided by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. John 16, 13. John 16, 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth is come. So the Holy Spirit is known as what? The spirit of truth. He said, when he. So the Holy Spirit is not an it. When he. The Holy Spirit is come. What will he do? He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. So the Holy Spirit is what? He's a speaker. 
Amen. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear from the Father, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. So if you, know what, if you want to know things to come, consult the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And when you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in fact, there are some people, the way you meet them, the Holy Spirit will begin to say some things. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get there and I'll show you how it happens. Amen? Okay. So remember that the Holy Spirit transmits the voice of, the plan of God unto you. Amen? He transmits God's current plan unto you. He shows you what God wants you, you to know. The Holy Spirit, I said, will speak to either your, either your spirit, your soul, or your body because you are three-dimensional. So he can speak to any part of your being. The first part of the Holy Spirit, the primary way the Holy Spirit speaks to us is to your spirit. So it's your spirit. And the voice of the Holy Spirit to your spirit is called the inner witness. Write it. The voice of the Holy Spirit to your spirit is called the inner witness. So we are now talking about how the Holy Spirit speaks to you. He speaks to you, to your spirit. And the speaking, so the speaking of the Holy Spirit to your spirit is known as the inner witness or the inward witness or the still small voice. So the inner witness is a calm, quiet assurance. It's a calm, quiet assurance. When you read Galatians chapter 4 verse 6, the Bible says, tells us the Holy Spirit is in our hearts. Our hearts is talking about what? Our spirit. Crying what? Abba, Father. Crying Abba, Father. And that's the cry of a child to his real father. So by the voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart, you know that you are a real child of God. Now he said, because you are a son, let's read it again. Because you are sons, are you sons of God? God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart. <laughs> Amen. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart. So, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he will speak to you in the light of the word of God. Because Jesus is the son of God. This is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was God. Amen. Amen. So anytime the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he doesn't speak anything contrary. So if somebody gets up and says that uh, uh, your real husband is not your husband and I'm the one to be your husband and I've come and I'm supposed to be whatever and I'm supposed to sleep with you and I'm supposed to... No, 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 person. This is not the Holy Spirit. It is not the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks in the light of the word of God. And we have already learned about the fact that he never speaks until he has a father. And the father will not tell you to go and sin. The father will not tell you to go and lie. The father will not lead you into a different thing. And when the father is speaking, he speaks in the light of the word of God. Can I have an amen? So any voice that you hear, supposedly, or anything that you relate to the Holy Spirit must be in line with the word of God. God. Can I have an amen? Okay. Now, 
The Bible says here, Galatians 4, 6, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart. The heart there is your spirit. So if the Bible is your own, where the heart is, circle it, your spirit, into your spirit. Crying. Somebody say crying. Now when somebody is crying, a, a cry assures you of something. It tells you clearly of something. So the word crying there is talking about something repetitive. So when, something, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, whatever he's indicating to you is repetitive. Somebody say repetitive. Yeah. The Holy Spirit does not speak to your spirit once. So he gives you a nudge. It's like if you want somebody to move, you know, let's say I, I, I want, I, I want uh, some, maybe a Bible from Deacon, Deacon Aka, and then uh, I want to get his attention. I'll be, I'll be nudging him. I'll be giving him eye contact. And maybe I can be tapping him. I can be tapping him. I can be tapping him. Is that right? When your children want something for you, don't they keep tapping you? Uh, especially the little one. Yeah, he keeps tapping, 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 tapping. So the voice of the Holy Spirit is what? Repetitive. So when you begin to have a certain repetitive feeling. Hello, I hear with me. A certain what? Repetitive feeling. Maybe you want to travel. You want to get on a car. And you have a certain repetitive feeling that you don't feel okay in your spirit. Continuously, it shows that. There was a time that a certain man had a, a plane crash. And uh, later the wife said, the man in the morning told, told, said, he felt like he shouldn't fly. He shouldn't fly. He shouldn't fly. And he kept coming to, he shouldn't fly. But he was looking at the assignment more. He was looking at where? The assignment and said, okay, I think I need to go, I need to go. Even though inside of him. So he should have listened to his inward man, which means that the Lord was killing him as to not to go. Are you getting me? And one man of God said, <clears throat> when he was 19 years old, he started trying to court a certain girl. And uh, the Lord was giving me a night that even though she was a beautiful girl, sweet girl, would talk nicely, whatever, he shouldn't go ahead with the relationship. And he ignored the voice. It's known as the inward voice or the still small Voice, inward voice. Baby, catch Remy, say, baby, something is telling me something. Even though you don't hear it audibly, it's there's something inside. Is that right? Something was telling him. And then later on, some other elders called him and said, she, he, he broke up the relationship for a short while because some elders spoke with him. And then he went back into a relationship. He said that was 19, at age 32. So later they got married at age 32. 13 years later, that's from 19 years, 32 years, 13 years later, he said, when at the courthouse, when they had had a very bitter separation, then he said the Holy Spirit came back and nudged him and said, you could have avoided this if you had followed my voice some 13 years ago. 13 years of pain. 13 years. You see, circumstantial, the lady looked striking. She looked very beautiful. She, she was the talking type. Oh, oh, and then, uh, when you walked with the lady, said, Hey! Something very nice. But it was not going to be Kalipo. 
He started as Kalu, but there was something sour following. So following the voice of God, very important. And it comes primarily by what? The inward witness. There's something telling me. Some, something is saying. Someone say, something is saying. Amen. Are you with me, somebody here? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So that is also, that something is known as perception. Someone say, perception. In Acts chapter 27, verse 9 to 11, or a quiet assurance. In fact, write this. When the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit to your spirit creates a, a quiet assurance. It creates a quiet assurance. It creates a relaxed knowing about something. A relaxed knowing. A relaxed knowing. You, you, you get to know. Paul described this as perceiving or annoying. To perceive means to know. To become aware of. To be conscious of. So the Holy Spirit makes you aware of or to become conscious of something. A lot of times, I may not have a physical evidence about something, but I have an inward knowing about things. Amen. Sometimes somebody comes and tell me, he comes and he tells me that I know it already. And I, I can already feel it. I say, I, I, I know, I think this is going to be. Um, apart from other ways that God will show to me, sometimes God will show the thing to me by pictures. Then I'm going to a meeting, I'm going somewhere, or I'm going to even meet somebody, and I can see the way the person works, everything, it comes like a film. It comes like a film. Amen? Yeah. And sometimes when I'm preaching, when I'm preaching, it's like somebody's detecting something to me and I'm saying it. And that's why you have to be very careful and say, the pastor is talking about me and all those things. The, the, the Lord talking to you. And you must be thankful to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, in Acts chapter 27, 9 to 11, Paul was going on a, 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 on a trip. And then when they were going on a trip, he said, well, now, when much time was spent, when, danger, when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. Paul admonished them and said unto them, says, I perceive this voyage. Some say perceive. And if the Bible is your own underline, I perceive voyage will be with hurts and much damage. And not only of the land, of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. Is that right? Good. Nevertheless, the centurion believed, watch verse 11. Centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Paul was a spiritual person, and as we were taking him as a prisoner, and we were on the way, he said, I perceive that this voyage is going to be a dangerous one. Yet, the, the centurion believe the owner of the ship more than this is. The word knowing that the word perceived that means that he had an inward inner ways. He had a certain knowing. Amen. Now when you are going somewhere and then you don't feel easy in your spirit or there's a, a certain decision, you don't feel easy in your spirit about it. Do not go. Amen. Yeah. Two days ago or so one of my kids said Oh, I have licenses. I want to drive here at this time. I said, I don't have peace in my spirit that you should drive at this time. Don't go. And it's like my mind says, oh, let her go. But inside of me, I, can't, I felt agitation and I stood on my ground and said, no, you are not driving at this time because we don't want to hear any kind of thing. You, can, you can't go. Amen. 
Yeah, because I had an inner knowing, an inward knowing. So sometimes your children or friends or whatever may end up putting a little bit of pressure on you, this and that and that. And you as a spiritual person, when you have a certain kind of knowing, you should be firm on it. Amen? You should be firm on it. Sometimes your children are making certain kinds of friends. When you see that person comes to the house or moves around and says, mm, this person will be a bad influence on my child. You have to cut the person off. Else, before you realize, your child is into something that you, would, you, would, you are going to regret. Now, when Paul said this, at the time that he said that, I perceive that there's going to be danger, there was no sign of danger. Look at the verse 13. Look at the verse 13 quickly. Verse 13. When the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing them, they sailed close by crate. When the south wind blew, blew what? Softly. So there was no, the south wind was blowing what? Softly. So physically speaking, there was no sign of danger, but Paul sensed that danger. And it happened. Hello? It happened. So it's important to be able to Pick the, so we, we basically are led by what? The word witness. Let's quickly look at some of the characteristics of the inner witness. Remember Romans 8 16 says that the spirit bears witness with our spirit. The spirit bears witness with what? Our spirit. That's the inward witness. Spirit, not itself, himself. Someone say himself. The spirit is a person. Bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And as many as are led by the spirit of God are led by the spirit of God. Okay. Number one, the inner witness is different from reasoning thoughts. So when the, whole, the inner witness is talking to you, it's different from your mental or logical reasoning. So if what you are having is just an ingenious idea, then that is not the inner witness. Number two, the inner witness is not a physical feeling. So when the Holy Spirit is your physical, it's not a physical feeling. Because the inner witness is the voice of the Holy Spirit to your spirit, you will not have a physical feeling per se. Is that right? The inner witness is a voice to your spirit and not to your body. You will not have any physical feeling. Number three, the inner witness is best identified by eliminating other voices. If you want to know the inner witness, you have to look at other voices. What are some of the other voices? Pastor Johnny, what are some of the other voices? Voice of what? Voice of the flesh, voice of what? Circumstances, voice of the mind, voice of what? Friends. Is that right? Uh -huh. Sometimes friends will say, everybody is going here. Everybody is doing this. Everybody is doing that. <laughs> Hello? I'm sure uh, when the men's gold and things were here, people say, everybody. I had people talking to the men's gold. Everybody. And the way they advertise, it looks very. Uh, people say, let's. Uh, and, you know, everybody. But before you make the investment, check your spirit. Amen? Good. Number four, the inward, inner witness is an impression of peace. So it's an impression of peace. Inner witness is an awareness of peace. It is a peace that goes beyond understanding. So when the Lord is speaking to you, if the thing is, if there is a, if God, when God is speaking to you, there will be peace. Somebody say peace. The peace of God which surpasses what? All understanding. Eh? Philippians chapter 4. Eh? Verse 6 to 8. 
He says, uh, pray without, he says, in everything, be careful for what? Nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. So somebody say, everything by prayer? Nothing without prayer. Everything by prayer? Nothing without prayer. So if everything by prayer, then by prayer the Lord will speak to you. But when you don't pray, then you don't get the Holy Spirit to speak to you. So when somebody comes and says, he gives you a business idea, he gives a task, I love you, or I'm going to do this or that for you, let's do this and that, by prayer first. Pray about it. So, oh, that's a nice thing. No, everything by prayer. Be careful for nothing, but in everything. In what? In. 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 Including your hairdressers alone. Including who does manicure and pedicure. If somebody comes to do manicure and pedicure for you and you don't feel okay, do not let the person say, I don't want you to touch me. It is my body. Amen? Yeah. If somebody wants to do something for your child, you don't feel at home with the person, don't. Even when you go to hospital, you don't feel okay with a certain kind of doctor inside of you. You say, please, can I, can I get another person? Because some of them are agents. Even though they've learned their medicine and code, they may be agents. Hello? There are many nurses who are agents. Many witches. Who kill people? It's the truth. Hello? I'm not being superstitious. It's the truth. Amen? We used to have a certain doctor at Tema who was drinking women's blood. When women are going to give birth, they, 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 the, woman, the man was a vampire drinking the blood of the women. Hello? So you must be sensitive. It's very important. Can I have an amen? Yeah. In everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, continue for me, the verse 7. And what? The peace of God, which surpasses what? All understanding shall keep what? Your heart. Shall keep what? Your heart. What's your heart? Your spirit and your mind, your soul. Hallelujah. So when you pray, the Holy Spirit will bring what? Peace to your mind. So when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, or God is speaking to you, he brings peace to your heart. That is your spirit. So one of the strong indications of the Lord speaking to you is peace. Speaking to your spirit is peace. And if speaking to your mind is also what? Peace. So when God is speaking to you, it's not trouble. So when somebody prophesies to you and he claims it's of God and is causing confusion in your family and confusion in your mind and you are troubled and you feel harassed, then it is not God. Because the Bible says, and God is not the author of what? Confusion. Now let me give you another scripture to blow you up. Let me give you another to, uh, you know, to blow you up. Hallelujah. Remember, I've, to, I've told you that when the Spirit of God is speaking, it's what? It's repetitive. It's what? Repetitive. Galatians 4, 6. The Spirit crying. Someone say crying. Yeah. The Spirit cries. So the voice cries. To cry means to give an impression over a certain period of what? 
time. Amen. Crying. The spirit crying. The spirit what? Crying. The spirit crying. And when children cry, ah, ah, they are making a certain, a certain, I mean, uh, vocalization that gives what? An impression. So when the spirit of God is speaking to you, he cries. It's repetitive. He doesn't only let you have that feeling once, but that feeling continues into feeling we are deeper. So I feel in here deep. Now feel in no continue. Now feel in no a your peace ya. And just say your Holy Spirit to no na no kasa. Now so I feel in no your peace ya. Now just say Holy Spirit to no so air warning. So it's either a red sign or a green sign. Red sign means that there's danger. So when you do not have peace in your heart about something, the Holy Spirit is also nudging you and letting you know that. This thing that you are getting into, it is not good. And when there is peace, it means the Holy Spirit. How do I know that? Gal Colossians chapter 3, verse number 15. And let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. The word peace here is brabeo. And Brabeo means umpire. Someone say umpire. Brabeo. B-R-A-B-E-U-O. Brabeo. Munsia Greek Akra. Sandra, did you write it? Brabeo, you didn't write. My question Greek me chirawa won't drop. Who's Greek? Let the peace of God what? Rule. The word rule means what? Be. No, no, but I never agree. Somebody shall have mercy. Let the peace. <laughs> the peace of God is talking like the peace is what? Brabeo. Amen? Uh huh. And the peace that's an umpire. Amen. What do umpires do? What do umpires do? They direct. Is that not it? They rule. They arbitrate. They direct. They govern. So an umpire in a game, lawn tennis, table tennis, all those things, what did they, they blow the whistle? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Continue. So the Holy Spirit blows his whistle. For you either to stop or you to go on. And what are stop signals and the go signals? The stop signal is when there is no peace in your heart. And when there is peace in your heart, then it means it's a go ahead. So when you say let the peace of God rule in your heart, that means that the peace of God must, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to your spirit, he, that it is peace. Let the peace of God Rule in your heart. Rule in your spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, there is what? Peace. So God uses peace to direct and govern you. If you don't have peace, don't go on. Please, if you don't have peace, don't marry him. Hello? Don't marry him. Don't marry her. Don't go on that journey, no matter how nice it may look like. 
And please, don't let anybody prophesy you into anything. Shaba kababa. I saw the two of you are working together. Please let the Lord show it to you. Because it's not that prophet, it's not that person who is going to marry you. It's not that person who is going to do You are going to get into it. Amen. And whatever you are going to get into, you must be convicted. And the number one convictor is the Holy Spirit. Amen. If a, a, a guy likes you, a lady, she says, I saw her, I said, we're, we're, we're married, we're holding our hands. Your personal desire also can let you make you see. Yeah. Amen. Your personal desire is known as the voice of your will and the voice of your flesh. It can let you see and it can let you feel and it can let you, you know, know some things. Amen. Okay. The second way the Holy Spirit leads us is the Holy Spirit. So number one, the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit. And when he's speaking to your spirit, there is what? Peace. Let the Holy Spirit become the peace. Number two, the Holy Spirit speaks to your, hey, um, Mr. Tometi, are you, are you with me or you are on your phone? Because the way you are moving, switching, switching, it didn't look like you are typing. Okay. The second one is the Holy Spirit speaks to your mind or your soul. Someone say your soul. So number one, the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. Number two, the Holy Spirit speaks to your, your soul or your mind. Amen. Yeah. How does he speak to your mind? The Holy Spirit speaks to your soul or your mind by bringing thoughts to it. By bringing what? Thoughts to it. Remember that anything that enters your mind is a thought. So the Holy Spirit speaks to your mind by bringing what? Thoughts. Somebody say thoughts. Uh -huh. I'll give you a scripture. John chapter 14 verse 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. Someone say the comforter. The comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Whom the, whom the Father will send in my name. The word comforter means helper. Who is the Holy Spirit? So the Holy Spirit is a comforter. Whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you. And in teaching, what do we do? That's what? Speaking. He shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance. Bring all things to where? Where remember things from? Where do you remember things from? How do you remember things? How do you remember things? By thoughts. Amen. So the Holy Spirit will speak to your thoughts. So when certain thoughts come, when certain thoughts come to your mind, the Holy Spirit is speaking. So the Holy Spirit can speak to you by bringing certain thoughts to your mind. By telling you, take application here. By telling you, go and get into this kind of business. By telling you this and that. And when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, there is also, it is accompanied with peace. Because I've already given the scripture. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be known unto God. And the peace of God, who surpasses our understanding, shall fill your hearts and minds. Fill your hearts and what? Minds. Hallelujah. 
So when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he will bring what? Thoughts. Someone say thoughts. Yeah. But you must learn to distinguish between the thoughts that come from your Holy Spirit and, <laughs> and those thoughts and suggestions that come from Satan. And that is why now the issue comes up. How do I know whether this is from God or how this is from Satan? How do I know the voice of the Holy Spirit? How many have children here? Graceley, how do you know? You have, how many kids do you have? Three. Three girls. You got three girls. How do you know Stacy's voice? Okay, tiny. Where is Tracy? Is Tracy here? How do you know Tracy's voice? A little heavy. A little heavy. A little tiny. And then the little one? Sian. Okay. So one is tiny, one is heavy, and one is what? Sian. So it means what? By experience, you know their voices. Is that not it? So it means that even when you close your eyes and then Kukwa is speaking, you know. Tracy is speaking, you know. So, so it means that by experience, you will get to know the voice of God speaking to your thoughts. When there are thoughts of God. It means that you just have to open yourself up. And it helps you, when, especially when you connect to the word of God. The more you read the word of God, the more you read the word of God. And so, the way that, the way that Lord speaks to your thoughts, your soul, is that he will bring... He will bring certain thoughts, certain ideas. Are you getting me? Yeah. Many things that we do in church. And sometimes man of God said, the Lord spoke to me, the Lord spoke to me. It is a certain thought, a certain impression. Someone said impression. impression. Uh-huh. We call it prophetic impression. I'll be teaching you about that. Amen. It's what? It's a certain prophetic impression that the Lord will show to you. Now, uh, turn to Malachi chapter Two, verse one and two. Quickly, 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 quickly. No, no. Um, four, go to four, let me see. Where it says that I'll climb up onto my rampants and I'll see what the Lord will speak to me. I think Malachi chapter four also. Amen. When you become conversant with the voice of the Holy Spirit to your spirit, your soul, or you know when he's speaking. Amen. Now, when the thoughts come, you have to filter the voices. You should be able to filter them and know that this one is God speaking to me. I will teach you the details on how to be able to, you know, filter them. But the key thing is that the Holy Spirit speaks to your mind by, to your soul by what? Thoughts. Thoughts. Ideas. Do this. Do that. Do that. And that's the reason why, in fact, the Holy Spirit, when you are... At, when you are anointed and when you are filled with the Spirit of God, you can be filled with creativity. Hello? Creativity. Where you are a designer and he will show you. Cut your thing this way. Cut it this way. Your patterns of dresses and all those things. If you are an artist, you know, and that's the reason why when Jesus came, it was after Jesus came that great invention started. Michael Faraday, uh, the guy who invented a light bulb. What's the name? Thomas Edison. These were all Christians that certain thoughts came into their mind. Do this, do this, do this. And the electricity, Faraday, do this, do this. Light bulb, do that, do that. Ideas. 
Dwight, Black, uh, I mean the Dwight brothers, what happened? They came up with aeroplane. Oh, those are all ideas. So these thoughts were thoughts from the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit was speaking to their mind. So if you want to be a successful business person, one of the key things is to connect to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And when you connect to the voice of the Holy Spirit, he will show you what to sell. He will show you where to go to. It is one area that you pray that Holy Spirit, lead me, lead me, lead me, lead me, lead me, lead me. It's very, very important. Can I have an amen? Okay. Now, because of time, let me just quickly let you know the... So, remember that we say he will bring all things to what? Your remembrance. Okay. Now, write this quickly. We'll do the last one. The Spirit of God says things to your mind. That is, you bracket your remembrance. The Spirit of God says things to your remembrance. When he speaks to your mind, you have distinctive, special, and unique thoughts. Distinctive, special, and unique thoughts. When the Holy Spirit is speaking to your mind. When the Holy Spirit is speaking to your mind, you have distinctive, comma, special and unique thoughts. Special thoughts. What the Lord is saying, special thoughts. And when the Holy Spirit is speaking to your mind, eh, the Holy Spirit can actually show you sometimes certain things that people are doing. Certain things that people are saying. Hello? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I can see, I can get to know that this person is saying this, that, 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 that about me. This person is doing that, 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 that. It just comes very clear. It's very, 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 very distinctive. Very distinctive. And it is learned through experience and operated by faith. Write it. The Holy Spirit speaks to your mind. When he speaks to your mind, you have distinctive space. And it is learned through experience and operated by faith. So, you, you learn it by experience and you operate it by what? Faith. Okay. Now, finally, the voice of the Holy Spirit to your body. The Holy Spirit speaks to your body as well. Acts chapter 9, verse 3 to 5. Let's quickly do that. And that is where it comes as a spectacular way. God speaks to us generally, supernaturally, through his word and through the inward witness. Is that right? Yeah, through the thoughts. But there are times that God speaks to us spectacularly. Someone says spectacularly. Yeah, spectacularly means that in an extraordinary way. The Bible says that Acts chapter 9, verse 3 to 5. And as he, Paul, journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly, someone say, let's read together. And suddenly there shined about him a light from heaven. So, when something shines, a light shines on you, it is physical. Is that not it? When somebody shines a light, is there anybody with a phone here with a touch? Touch. Do, me, do the touch for me. Have you done the touch? Okay. So, have you realized that your eyes are looking different? When I shine the light in your eyes. Can you feel something here? So, what is it? This is speaking to you. There, as they were moving, there shined round about him a light from where? Heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice say, he heard what? 
a voice saying, a voice saying, a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the priest. So, the, the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to your physical being, in this case, you will hear an audible voice speaking to you. Amen? You will hear what? An audible voice. So, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to your, get this, when the Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit, it's an inward witness, an inward knowing. Something is telling you, Bibi Kachira will say, it's a certain knowing, it's a certain feel inside of you. Are you getting me? Then number two, he speaks to your soul by bringing things to your remembrance. So certain thoughts will come to your mind. It's your mind. Is that right? And that's why sometimes, even, listen to me, when you are writing exams, I'm not saying don't learn. But after you have learned, pray the Holy Spirit. Look, when I was at the university, a lot of times, I just pray, show me areas of concentration. Show me where, where the questions are coming from. Which of the places I should learn. And truly, the Holy Spirit shows me, as I'm learning, as you're going, then you see that your attention will go into a certain area. So a lot of times, my mates will say, the prophet show us where the thing, when they can say prophet. And there are times that I'll just be in the class, and then I'll, the lecture is not coming. When lecture, there are times I'll sit in the class, I feel that he will come later. There are times I just say to me that you will not come the whole day. So I will get up and go and pray. So they will always tell me that, Prophet, you know when, when we know the lecture is not coming, tell us so that we all leave. <laughs> so we'll, we'll sit there. So by the Holy Spirit, you get to know a lot of things. Are you getting me? It's how do I get to know? By inward witness and by certain thoughts. Oh, my. And he keeps impressed. Oh, my. Oh, my. He won't come. He won't come. He won't come. Pa. And then he won't then the Holy Spirit also speaks to what? Your body. By audible voice. So we say audible voice. Now listen to me. It is not the normal or the natural way by which the Holy Spirit, the Lord speaks to us. When somebody is close to you, you see, when somebody is close to you and people are lovers, they can even do signs. Eh? When somebody is close to you and the person is hungry, the person may not tell you that he's hungry, but you can know that the person is hungry. Or the person is confused, the person is whatever, and all that. you can know it. When the Holy Spirit speaks by inward witness, the reason why he speaks in a spectacular way is because he's not getting your attention. Paul was somebody, people say, I want to have a certain feeling then I know that Charlie God is speaking to me. When you are close to somebody and he's getting your attention, he doesn't need to speak to you spectacularly. You see, when I'm not getting his attention, I'll hit him. Hmm? Did you feel my, my, my hitting? But when I'm getting his attention and I'm doing, I'm doing a sign to him, come. He said, he's not coming. Come, he's not coming. He's not getting my time. So now I have to do something to him. Say, Pastor Johnny! Or when somebody is asleep, you have to wake him by, by speaking. So the Holy Spirit speaks to us in an audible voice in order to get our attention. So when 
listen, a lot of time when you have not had any spectacular kind of thing, it means the Lord has nothing, is not really not telling you anything. There's really nothing special to tell you. Because he's telling you things through his word and through the inward witness. So when you are in a meeting and they say, prophet can say, so for me, you're coming. The man of God is anything about me because there's nothing for him, for God to say to you in a spectacular way. Because what, what you need to know, he's already telling you through his word, which is the primary that he's speaking to you. You are reading the Bible and you are doing what he's telling you to do. You are on course. And he's speaking to you also in the inner, in, through the inward witness. So if you have to hear an audible voice, or sometimes even to have a certain man of God to say certain things directly to you that that's here the Lord, that, 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 that. It means that God may not have been getting your attention, so he has to get your attention through the ministry of a certain man of God speaking certain things to you or you yourself will hear an audible voice. And an audible voice means that God is speaking to your tympanic membrane. He has spoke for, for, for your ears to hear the thing. Loudly, are you getting me? Yeah, mommy, mommy, mommy tells me that now before we got married, we're not friends. It was a sister who was a friend, and uh, I would just go and uh, we used to sing together and sometimes go to the house and then go and exchange those days or CDs. And uh, she used to live somewhere else from the sister's place, and occasionally she would come there. And I said, Oh, are you, are you using a sister? The, the pastoral face. Uh, you, you, I'm very friendly with you. Those things are, 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 are you using a sister? Okay, that's it. And then that's it. And we were flowing. And then he said, one day a relation of theirs had an issue or something or prior to that. He said, and uh, they came and called me, and I went to, I went there. And as I sat in the taxi that they're taking me, then something said, This is the man you are going to marry. And this was somebody that me, I had no, she was far away from her mind. More than a thousand miles away. A thousand years, she was nowhere near. And I was a pastor, and she didn't know the pastor. She too, pastor was somebody that, no, 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 no. And where I stood in the church, it's like, no way, this man getting close. She was not a friend, she was not, and there were some powerful ladies around. And with, a, with some powerful mamas behind them. So she there, she was far away from the content, from the considered. Not, not considered. She had not even come to mind, let alone consideration. <coughs> Sorry. For sure, you just something. So, so she was in the contest hall. You see, that is the man. Another case is the man. And the, she brushed it aside. She said, me? Me? I don't even want any pastor thing. Yeah, she knew. And mommy was a very stylish. She would see her with her spiky hair. Hey! She was wild though. She would say, short and the spiky hair. And she was coming and said, hey, I see this woman. And, uh, and uh, me too, my mind was somewhere else. In fact, my mind was not even in the church. I have scanned the church yeah, that my mind has gone out. <laughs> so. So as I was leading praise and worship and preaching, I was just preaching to them. Ah, me, my mind was not there, you know. And she that she had that feeling. And another time she had it. They said she had it three times. And I told her when the spirit of God is speaking to her, it becomes what repetitive. Three times, but she never told me about this because we're not even friends. 
So I became friends with the sisters. We kept talking and talking and talking. And hola la, hola la, hola la. Saswa, 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 saswa. And they were saying, saswa. <laughs> but, but when I met, I had, I didn't have, I didn't hear an audible voice. In what? Uh huh. God. God had to speak to her in a spectacular way for her to be able to know. Other than I said that it's coming from her mother. Maybe he's just he's a pastor. So a nice, sleek, cute pastor. Uh, yeah, so nice, cute pastor. That's it. But and and I I I didn't have that kind of thing. But the Holy Spirit just spoke me. So so all I'm trying to say is that. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. No one to your spirit by word and inward with where you know. Bibi Kachor say something is inward. No, you know it. No, it speaks to your soul that is bringing things to your remembrance. So you speak to your mind. So that this person is lying. This person is this. This person is that. And certain thoughts will come very strong. And you can decipher that. I'm going to show you how you are going to decide that to be able to know. This is not the voice, just your ordinary mind, like. You know, a natural kind of thing, but it's God who is speaking to you about it. And then, the, he's your physical. So, then, let this person do this and this and this and that. That is a physical way of trying to get to know the mind of God. Give you a huge way by the audible voice who speak to your body as well. So, three, these, through these three different ways, he's going to speak to you. And one of the ways, a spectacular way, which you're going to learn, uh, is by speaking to you through dreams and through visions, which by, by the grace of God, we're going to tackle in a week. Amen. See after me, Lord. Maybe you want to speak a word of prayer to the Lord just for, you know, for the week in the name of Jesus. Say, lead me in all my endeavors. Direct my paths. Have your way in my life. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of God. Brood upon me. Touch me, Lord. Do a new thing in my life. Order my steps. Show me what to do. Show me where to go to. In the name of Jesus. Lead me by the inward witness. Thou have an inner knowing regarding situations. Lead me in the area of my soul by bringing the thoughts I need to know. And lead me by my body by speaking to me in the way you want to speak to me spectacularly in the name of Jesus. Say, as the month is coming to an end, put your hand in my hands. Lead me every step away. Talk to God right now, somebody, in the name of Jesus. Talk to God in the name of Jesus. Ramasu Karababa. Leko Ramasi Karabasona Ramasana. Leka Ramasona Ramaba. Ebo Ramasina Ramasona Ramasana Ramaba. Kima Ramasia Ramasana Ramaba. Ibo rosi 